Hi everyone, welcome back to Forever Yours. My name is Robin, and first and foremost, I just want to apologize for the inconsistency of the backdrop and the sound audio. It's a work in progress, you guys, I promise. And it's, see, now I'm sitting in a chair that moves around, so like, I'm probably going to be moving around and I'll try to break that habit. But, yeah, like I said, it's a work in progress. I'm doing my best. I promise. It's just, it's really hard when you feel like you don't have, like, a permanent space. Like, I don't have a home. I don't have, like, a space where I can just sit down and just record and have it be the same backdrop the every time. So, you get what you get. All I want to do, honestly, is come off as genuine as I can and I don't care for my podcast to be overproduced. I really don't want it to be overproduced. I just want what's important to be in what I'm talking about or what we're talking about with whoever I bring on the show. So that's that. Thank you for understanding. I want to talk about hope. What is hope? I think in in my own words I I would say the hope is what keeps us alive. And I could I feel like I could attest to that. Before I go more into my personal experiences I'm just going to kind of read off what I've researched on hope. Not that not that anyone needs to research because we all know what hope is. But it's just one of those things that sometimes we can't put into words. So if you right off the bat Google hope. What is hope? Come on, I know everybody uses Google. We Google the dumbest stuff. I don't want to read anybody's Google search. And I don't want anybody to read mine because we would probably find some funny stuff on there. So right away, the first definition that pops up on Google says, Hope. A feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. Okay. Second definition says, A feeling of trust. And then the third would is, is a verb. It says, Want something to happen or be the case. Cool. Pretty generic dictionary definitions. And then I scrolled a little bit down, and of course there are websites speaking about hope. And so I came across, this was like the first website that I clicked on. The website is called desiringgod.org. I've said it before, I'm not super religious. Like, I don't go to church. I used to. I grew up going to church. I don't study the Bible. I don't know when the last time I actually picked up a Bible and read it was. So that's just me being completely honest. And I hope that I don't offend people when I do talk about God in the, in the Bible, because I believe in God and I think it's okay to believe in God and believe in heaven and not be super religious. Um, it's everyone's own personal relationship with their faith. So that's that. But anyway, I'm going to read what this little article, well, it's not an article, article. I think it's like kind of a a sermon. 
So to sum it up, he says, so hope is used in three senses. One is for a desire for something good in the future. Two is the thing in the future that we desire. And three is the basis or reason for thinking that our desire may indeed be fulfilled. And that pretty much just answers all the questions, right? Hope is something that we have for the future. Anything as little as, oh, like I, I hope he stops by the coffee shop today and before he comes home or that was a bad, that was a really bad example, but something as little as that is like, is considered hope though. Like, I hope today is a good day that we say that in the morning and we hope the day is a good day. The rest of the day is that pertains to the future, right? So in the grief aspect, I feel like hope is so important. And in, so now going to my personal situation in my life, when I lost Micah, I felt really hopeless. It still feels hopeless some days, a lot of days maybe. It's, it's kind of gotten to the point where I don't think about the future anymore. I'm just kind of letting life play out the way it's going to play out. The reason why widows feel so hopeless is because you is we have our life planned, planned, or we think we have it planned with our partner. And then for it to just disappear in the blink of an eye is doesn't make sense. And, and it'll never make sense. It's actually really sad to think about. Like I just took a, I just paused and I, thought about how hopeful Micah and I were for the future. He had started getting into investing and IRAs and stuff like that. And he would talk to me about it every day. And I'm like, okay, babe. He's like, he would tell me like, oh, you should start an IRA and this and that and that. But the reason why he was doing all of that was for our future. Because we were hopeful to have a happy, loving future, of course, but we wanted to be stable in our finances. And we were both honestly pretty, a really good team. I would just say, um, Micah was super hardworking and was really good with his money. And I made pretty good money and we were just able, we didn't spend a lot of money except maybe too much money on dinner sometimes, but Aside from that, that was all, that was like the only thing we spent our money on. And I can go on and on about what we thought we were going to do together in life. A house, new cars, kids, and that's having hope for the future. And so when all of that is just taken away, especially unexpectedly, how do we continue to live. How, why, why would we want to? And so I felt like that for a really long time. I can't even tell you for how long I get multiple messages all the time. People feeling hopeless, people asking questions like, how do you find the will to keep living? I even get strangers asking me like that haven't lost a loved one or a partner asking like, 
what keeps you going? Because like, honestly, if I was in your position, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd make it. <laughs> we, we, I'm not really making it right now. I'm just existing a lot of the time. And going back to what I said at, at the beginning is I think that hope keeps us alive. I remember telling people, you know, f- try to find pockets of peace every day. Something. Something that allows you to breathe for a second. Even if it's just for a second or for a minute. That's what we need is peace. Hope is what we need to survive. And I think when we have hope in something and we hold on to it for as long as we can, it might eventually disappear and we won't have hope in that certain thing anymore. But we eventually, hopefully, find hope in something else. And I feel like that's how it's kind of been for me. I I don't really know. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what my first feeling of hope, where it came from. And gosh, it's, it's so hard to think back and put myself in a certain time frame or a certain month because it feels like all a blur. But at the same time, if I really think about it, it, it just all sucked. It just all sucked. I've always been hopeful and believed that I would see Micah again. So I guess we can count that as having a sense of hope. And then when I moved back home, I had, I don't even, I don't even know the timeline, but I knew I needed to do something eventually to keep busy. And so I started thinking of business ideas and stuff. And then I had came up with the idea to open up my boutique. And I, I remember I was so motivated. And I was like, okay, I'm going to spend, I'm going to spend my money on this and my business and like, maybe it'll be good. Um, and it doesn't even matter. It was just having that feeling of hope, having something to work for, something that I was actually excited for. I think that was the first thing that I did for myself after Micah passed away that I was excited about. And that does not happen very often at all. Even to this day, I I don't, I'm not really excited about a lot of things. Like I'm excited about tattoos and I love my cats, but other than that, every day kind of feels like a groundhog day. But yeah, I feel like that's, those are really the only pinpoints I can make about having hope. And like I stated earlier, I just don't really think about the future much anymore. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how long I'll feel this way for. And I think it's quite normal to not think about the future when that's something you used to do and something you used to be hopeful for and then it just gets taken from you. It's normal to not want to think about the future or to not think about it at all. And because... Now I know that death is inevitable and life is short and I'm not saying that I'm not going to try to do things for myself. Like I will continue to try and I'm sure that eventually with time I will find more and more distractions uh, and stuff to do with my life. But 
that's just it. They're just distractions. Anyway, enough about me. I made a post on Instagram and TikTok last night. I asked people, I said, for my friends grieving a loved one, what is something that gave you hope in your grief journey? I'm going to pick a couple of random ones. So Jasmine J says, seeing them again, hopefully. You see that there's like that hopefully that's hope. And it could be as little as that is just knowing and believing that you'll see them again. Danae, also known as Dini, says that, that we will be reunited one day again, dot, dot, hopefully. Zach says, knowing what her goals and dreams are and now aiming to complete them. I love that. Ash says, quote, he is now closer to you than ever as he lives in your heart. That's really sweet. I love that too. Ashley says, the signs that are there from him, the support of his family. Micah's family, I love Micah's family. They've all been super sweet and supportive. And it always breaks my heart to hear other people in their grief journey not have the same experience and have just kind of like a nasty relationship with the other family. That just breaks my heart because why make things harder when they are already as hard as they are, you know? Taylor says, my daughter. I seriously just want to give praise to those that have lost a partner and still have to wake up every day and take care of the kids. That takes a lot of strength and, and I hate saying strength because we didn't choose to be this strong, but to still show up as a parent is just a different type of love. So seriously, props to you, you parents that are still doing that. D says, it sounds strange, but when you adjust to the mindset of we are all going to die one day, it gets that little bit easier, but it will never make sense. Sadly, I also agree with that because it's true. Clearly. <laughs> Mariah says, little by little, we let go of the loss, but never the love they gave me. They have wings. God has them in his arms. We have them in our hearts. Jaylene said, stars, clouds, anything sky related. I always try to look for them in the brightest stars and the prettiest clouds. I do the same exact thing every time I go out at night. I always look up and there's always one bright star. And I just always say, that's Micah. And I say, I love you and I miss you. Human says, something that truly gave me hope and energy was movement. Depression is real and it came to me hard this year after my brother's suicide. Movement is medicine. Physical health is mental health. I'm really proud of you for being able to take care of your health still because that is something a lot of us grievers struggle with. So seriously, good job. So proud of you. I'm really sorry about your brother. Next one is, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing your name wrong. It's either Sarah or Saray. She said, for me, accomplishing things that I know my parents would be proud of me for. First semester of college, graduating high school, skydiving, ziplining. That's awesome. Dura says, my dad was the most humble and forgiving person. 
Something that is currently giving me hope is to become more like him. I always also find myself trying to channel Micah's energy and his, his, uh, what's the word? Just like the way he was, the way he carried himself and treated other people. Samantha said, after my dad passed, I received a card that said death is a challenge. Basically to be better, live better and treat others better. Thank you, Samantha. You are the sweetest. Christy says, knowing where they are, her husband and her brother, life here is much shorter. Heaven is for eternity and I can't wait. Very true. Heaven is for eternity. Kara says, his voice in my head telling me to please keep going, Kara. As I was the only person he could not tell he was dying as he was protecting me. Gabby says, our pets and learning his hobbies to feel connected to him. Yeah, I love that. I love that we all have our own different ways of feeling connected to our loved one. I feel connected to Micah when I am in nature and near the beach. Um, when the wind blows, just little nature things like that. Last but not least, Steve says, my cats. You and me both, Steve. You know me and my three cats. <laughs> my cats have literally saved my life. I know I say that a lot, but I'm not lying. They help a lot. I just want to say thank you to everyone for sharing. I hope that me sharing what gave me hope and other people sharing as well helps anyone who's struggling to find hope in something. I know it's not easy at all whatsoever. But start little. Start little. Start with... I hope I can wash my face and brush my teeth today. I hope I drink enough water. I hope I eat something good. Something as little as that. Take it literally, like I said, minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day. Hope. Hope for something. Because hope keeps us alive. Just want to say thank you for tuning in. And I know last episode I said Happy New Year in case I don't catch you guys again. But. I'm going to say Happy New Year for reals this time. Yeah, one thing about the new year is a lot of people look forward to what, what's to come in the new year. And they hope they can follow through with their New Year's resolutions. But for us grievers, we don't look forward to the new year. We just we want to go back in time to when our loved ones were alive. And that's why it's, it's so hard, but time is an illusion. So anyway, happy new year, everyone. Thank you for your support and, uh, I'll see you guys next time.